Welcome to the Postpartum Coach Podcast, where we embrace our needs as moms, we learn to lead ourselves first, then our families, and where we create our own healing from the inside out to find our way to the work we were meant to do in this world. I'm your host, a fellow mom of three and a certified life coach, Lizzie Langston. Hi, you guys. I got my fancy mic back in my office and I'm so happy to have it. How are you? I I have to tell you real quick, I was out typing up the notes to be able to come record this episode to you. I like to have notes in front of me. And I was watching two birds. (laughs) They were like yellow breasted and then they had this beautiful painted face like with a black and white stripe, kind of like a skunk on their face and then yellow breasted. And then there was a blue one. But anyway, these two birds, these two yellow breasted birds were coming from up in the tree and then they would swoop down and dip their bellies in my pool and then fly up and then the next one would take a turn. And I couldn't tell if they were washing their feet or just cooling down their bellies or what, but it was so cute. They were taking a bird bath in my pool and I couldn't help but think that they were celebrating with me because today I am celebrating. I'm celebrating hard. I'm celebrating on purpose. I crave celebrating. And when I don't celebrate enough, I get into a rut and I get discouraged and I get kind of hopeless. And so I just wanted to come celebrate with you today. I'm going to be celebrating my own breakthroughs in my own work that I've been doing, both as a businesswoman, a businesswoman and a business owner, as um, a wife and a mother, and also as a daughter and in relationship to my mom. And um, some of the things that I am sharing with you today have previously been something that I would have never shared. Uh, not that it's like you know inappropriately vulnerable or anything, but. I just because of my conditioning and and the way I grew up and stuff it was it was hard for me to talk about some of these things. So the fact that I'm even sharing them also feels like a really 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 big celebration that I can show up in complete authenticity in the relationships I'm going to be talking about and also complete authenticity with you guys and with myself as as somebody who wanted to share these things on the podcast. Grand Canyon University, an affordable private Christian university, is one of the largest and fastest growing universities in the country, offering more than 270 programs online. In addition to federal grants and aid, GCU's online students received nearly $130 million in institutional scholarships in 2022. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private, Christian, affordable. Visit gcu.edu slash myoffer to see the scholarships you may qualify for. Our family has grown. Welcome to the world, Hannah baby. Introducing a new collection, Hannah Soft, made with Tencel. It's so breathable, with stretchy comfort for all of baby's first moments. And it's cool and gentle on their skin all year round. Entrusted Hannah quality for your most precious gift. Hannah Soft, made to last. Shop now at hannahanderson.com. So um, without further ado, I want to dive in. Literally, that's how, that's how giddy I feel <laughs> about these things. Okay, first, the hardest thing that I did this year. And, um, and there was so much kind of prep work and back work and learning that went into this moment. But I set a boundary with my mom for the first time. And 
you know, if you're close with your mom or you feel like you're close or maybe you have never been close, I don't know, but mother, daughter, it can be so hard to set boundaries because sometimes we get into this pattern, whether it's healthy or not, is a different conversation where our moms rely on us emotionally and they need us and they desire us to nurture them. I know I'm not the only one that's experienced that. And we get to a place where we grow up and we 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 don't always have the capacity for that. And and actually we might not think that that's what how it should go. And that's that's might not be the most authentic thing anymore as an adult who meets her own needs and, you know, letting our parents be the adults that meet their own needs. And that's what we're all trying to do. And so, um, I set a boundary for the first time. Um, she had texted me something that was really, really scary for her, fearful for her. And it had to do with me. And it was something that actually my brain also sometimes gets scared about. And so, um, it's kind of spiraled me into this big thing. Like it, it definitely, triggered some fears that I have. And so I I first had to manage those and deal with those. And then once I cleaned those up and got really clear on everything, I decided that that's not something I want to have be allowed to happen in my inbox. And so I, I talked to her about it and I, I sent her not just a text message, but but a voice message. So I wanted to be really transparent and warm and loving and also just like not have that be something that she did anymore. And I, so I explained her, you know, what wasn't okay and why and moving on. Right. And, um, I said it with love. I was clear. I got a little coaching on what I wanted to say because I was legitimately so terrified. This was the first time that I can think of in my whole life where I did something like that. Um, simply because I've, I've always just seen doing things like that as not being loyal, as, um, abandoning her or, being mean or, or too picky or too controlling. And so I did that for the first time and I felt good about it. And it was because of my love for me at the end of the day, I have grown so much in my love for me. What I thought I was doing this year was really working on my relationship with my mom. But what I didn't realize that subconsciously deepest, deepest level under the surface, the reason I wanted to do that work was because I knew it would bring me closer to me and to knowing me and to, to feeling me like my real me, my true me, not the people pleasing me, not the good daughter, good wife, me, like just me, just Lizzie. And so that's been my favorite part, um, of, of the other side of setting boundaries with my mom, because for some reason, the mom relationship just seems to be like for me, the very hardest. It used to be my husband was the hardest and then I got good on that one. And now it's the mom one seemed to be the very scariest and hardest. So that was super scary. I remember processing lots of fear in my body when I, when I did that and taking all the time I needed to, and letting myself just sit with the message before I sent it. And yeah, hardest, but felt like the biggest love for me. And you know what? It's also opened up. I'll say one more thing on this. It's opened up this, um, this space to be authentic in my relationship with my mom. Because when I can set a boundary because I want to, because what's happening in the relationship doesn't feel good to me and I can speak that it's allowed me to have a desire to actually be closer with her. And, and it's allowed me to feel, you know, to see what I have in common with her and to not just be so caught up in the grief or the drama of what's not working and 
you know, complaining to my husband about this or that. So I've loved that. It was really scary. I'm, I feel like I'm someone that knows how to process emotion well, and I still had to be reminded by my coach that it was just an emotion. It wasn't going to kill me. <laughs> so that was, that was a good time and really hard and really rewarding as well. The second thing is I, um, I invested in myself a lot, a lot this year, probably more than I ever have. Um, and whether that's good or bad, I don't really, it's, you know, it's always just been my business model, frankly, is the more I invest in myself, the more I love who I am, the more capable I am to serve others. And then the more available energetically that I am to others. And then the more helpful and effective I am for them. And then they, they come, they drop in and they want to, they want to coach with me. They want to hang with me (laughs) anyway. All right. So I invested in my relationship with my mom, learned about myself so much. I still am still working with that coach. She's amazing. Okay. The next thing I wanted to share that feels really, 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 like I feel so proud of this and honestly in awe of myself, like, um, I've just showed up, but I am breaking familial financial platter patterns, (laughs) patterns. I'm breaking familial financial patterns, family finance patterns that have been through at least two generations. So in my family, there's this pattern where money can sometimes act like as, as a, it sort of compensates for a lack of spending time and quality time with each other. Um, specifically from parent to child. So when emotional availability is low, sometimes money will be used not to buy love. It's not that we truly believe that, or, or, you know, that, that that it's truly believed that, um, love can be purchased because you can't, right. That's, we know that, but almost as like a very close second to love, like a fabrication, but it's not actually love. It looks and smells like love, but it's not got the same taste or nourishment, right? It doesn't meet the same needs as love, but it's a temporary fix for a deep unmet uh, love need, which comes from the previous generation having pain and emotional unavailability to some extent. And um, I have to recognize that just as this has happened with me, um, and my mom, it's also something that I've witnessed in me and my daughter. And I'm sure it's been happening who knows how many generations back. I wasn't, you know, there to witness it all, but it's got to come from somewhere, right? I, that's what I think is so fascinating about ancestral work and intergenerational patterns is um, so much is hidden and not talked about. And I am the generation that's talking about it. I'm not hiding it. I'm doing the work and it's helping me love my family more and appreciate them more and love myself more and appreciate me more than I ever thought possible. I mean, a lot of us think this is a betrayal to our moms or to our parents or to our ancestors. And I actually think the best way, I I didn't always think this, but I have learned to believe and understand through the work that the best actual way to pay homage to those that came before you, including your parents, is to shine your light brighter than they ever could because it wasn't safe. For example, for women, it really wasn't safe two generations ago to shine as brightly as we do now, to be as powerful, to use our inherent, you know, intuitive abilities as women as powerfully to make as much money. My, my grandma, you know, in the seventies, the 1970s in the USA, women could not have a bank account in their own name. 
it's not that long ago, peeps, right? So I, I just feel, I feel really excited about the specifically the financial patterns and specifically mother to daughter and specifically with women. It's changing the world, y'all. <laughs> so going back to the pattern itself, I've noticed myself doing this with my daughter where when I'm emotionally unavailable because I'm, I'm in my own pain, I'm going through something, I don't have the patience or energy. Instead of being authentic with her and just saying, hey, you know, I don't really feel like hanging out right now and here's why, but you can come cuddle me or explaining to her a little bit about, you know, on an age appropriate level. And as much as I feel like it would be okay to share, you know, like being authentic with her and just telling her why I can't be with her as much or why I don't choose to or whatever, I'll just take her out and buy her things. And I've gotten to the point where I don't think there's anything wrong with this, especially when you're the working parent. I like to give myself some space to do that if I want to, but I've been able to notice the undertone of like substitution there with the authenticity for the the material possession. And, and it's almost like, here, have this toy instead of me. And again, not saying that when you hand your kid a toy and you don't choose to play with them, you're doing something wrong. But this is like over years and years and generations and a deliberate thing that we do because we weren't self-aware enough to know how to tend to and heal our emotional wounds. And so the pain was left loaded and open in our bodies. And so we literally could never give the emotional availability to our kids that they were wanting. We couldn't meet their needs in some ways because we didn't know how to meet our own needs. I'm healing that. I'm healing that in my family for me and for my daughter and for the ones to come. And I just feel really like it's been, I've been in this, you guys, I've been in it. (laughs) I've worked so hard. I've worked so hard. So Um, I guess reviewing, set a boundary with my mom. I've invested in me a ton, which feels like just a huge breakthrough. And I've never said, I shouldn't say I've never said no, but when I really felt aligned on something, then I never said no. And I always made it happen. Um, and then just really breaking familial financial patterns. That's such a hard word for me, (laughs) familial. (laughs) Um, and I, I don't want to over like gloss over the fact that I'm still in the pattern, this family finance one, but I I notice it and I see it. And that is the win. That's the celebration. And because it's now, now that I notice it, right, it's only a matter of time before I can actually be more aligned in the way that I do that. And I can attend to the wound there, which I'm doing, but I'm still, it's, I'm still doing it. It's a work in progress, but I celebrate the noticing all that it takes to change your family patterns is to see something that your previous generation couldn't see. And that is the hardest part because we're so in the patterns, right? We're so enmeshed with our moms or with our sisters or whoever, with our religion, we can get, we can have crap in our religion that we never clean out that we can't see it. And I don't say that to like scare you or anything, but if there's things you want to work on, it's probably because you can see them, right? And so I love to just start with you can't with, with what you can see and then new things come available to you, but never, never do it without celebrating your victories. <sighs> okay. I'm going to keep going. I have a couple more I want to share. I want to celebrate that in my spirituality, 
I feel like in 2021, earlier this year, um, the Lord invited me to learn some new things about Him and about the kingdom of God. And they were things that really rocked my any ties I had to my church culture. They actually destroyed them. In fact, I felt like the kingdom of heaven stepped into my office one day as I was doing energy sessions and, and things like meditation and stuff, and basically said, I'm gonna, I'm gonna answer your faith that you've kept your whole life in Jesus Christ. I'm gonna answer you that right now by showing you what's next, showing you what, what it's really like. And then I'm gonna just let it sit there with you and I'm gonna watch you struggle all year long <laughs> with fitting it into the way you see people living your religion and the way you thought that it was going to be. And so my faith that I've kept my whole life, that I've been so devoted to, I've read my scriptures, all these things, it basically bought me this this next level of understanding and, and spiritual nourishment and eyes, definitely eyes, like seeing new things, etc., and I, um, I've struggled with it so much. You would think that like, you know, things that you hear talk about in scriptures like angelic messengers or uh, miracles, things like that, um, that I feel like I have witnessed in my own ways this year, you would feel like that would strengthen someone's testimony immediately. And yet my brain has struggled so much to, um, to keep my faith when it feels and looks so different than I ever thought it was. And yet it's coming from the source that I've worshiped the whole time. It's been super hard for me. I've wanted to um, pretend I'm not spiritual at all. I wanted to run away. I've wanted to um, pretend I didn't see or hear or witness what I have or learn what I have. I've wanted to pretend I don't have these gifts that I'm starting to discover. Um, Reiki, I'm getting, you know, energy healing, um, just intuitiveness up the wazoo, um, being able to connect with spirits on the uh, of on the other side um, uh, for people sometimes, and being able to pass messages. It's just it's stuff that I I never sought out ever. I still feel <laughs> kind of uncomfortable with it sometimes, but the Lord has has been patient with me this year and is is holding the space while I learn to let even more of the kingdom of heaven come down into my temple into my body. And that's been sacred, holy work. It's been hard um, for my brain, been really good for my spirit and my soul and my body, very challenging for the ego and um, has made me want to be like very irrational in my decisions. And like, I just flip back and forth a lot. And I finally feel like I'm getting into, even though I'm, st- I'm still working there, I finally do feel like I've said yes. I've said yes to the other side of the veil and to these gifts that have been presenting themselves to me and to my team of angels and to helping women in this way, in a new way, that's not just coaching. Um, I don't know, you know, what that'll look like in my business, but what I do know is that it's intuitive and that each client has different needs and I can feel out those needs. This might be a good time to mention And my members, past members of my past membership know that the postpartum coach membership, I've decided to close it. It is, I mean, it will be completely closed by December 31st. I'm not taking any new members. The content will not not be available anymore. Um, I do have like the main course is available for purchase to my members and to the public, the postpartum anxiety course. 
it'll be $5.99 and you can get that at lizzielangston.com forward slash course. Um, but the membership's no more. I, I, I made a really fun Instagram reel about this decision and really it's very simple. Basically it comes down to, I am a human and I sometimes misjudge what things are going to be like. And so once I got my hands really into it, we did the membership for about four months. Uh, I realized that it was a lot more than I thought it was. And even then, cause I, I showed up for that. Like my assistant and I, we did it. Um, but I just love, and I miss really badly my one-on-one clients and taking women through the whole journey and being with them every step of the way and knowing their families and having their families know me and being able to swing by if I'm in the area, you know, and just really intimate and knowing all of my people, I really, really love and prefer that. And so while, while maybe one day there, you know, there, I might be forced, not forced to grow, I guess that's not probably the right way to say it. Um, but I did the membership from a place of like wanting to scale my business. That was the thought behind it. And I realized that, um, that wasn't the right motivation for me. And I had to learn that. So anyway, I'm back to one-on-one coaching, long story short. And you can, I mean, you'll notice that the outro on the podcast is back to what it was, which is just lizzielangston.com forward slash consult. You just book a complimentary one hour consult to talk about a six month coaching package with me. And that's that feels really good actually. Um, so to wrap up, why am I sharing this all? I feel like that needs to be addressed if I haven't already answered it, just because in the vulnerability of it, I have to ask myself, why am I sharing this all with you? The other day I definitely got into like a pit of like not funness. And anytime I want to walk away from my business or take breaks from it, I know I haven't been celebrating enough and not just my business, like all of it, any coaching ever. Um, you know, wanting to not answer the phone for my coaches, wanting to be late to, or we're being late to my coaching appointments. It's because I'm too much in the work. I'm not enough out of it, looking at it and seeing how beautiful it is and finding the majesty and the, the, just the gratitude that we can even do this work made possible through Jesus Christ. That's my personal belief. I truly believe that if it weren't for Jesus Christ, the Son of God, the Savior of the world, we wouldn't even have the ability to better ourselves. Like We would just be stuck with imperfection as we were born, the fallen man, forever. But we we have a chance to better ourselves. Rather, I should say, to become more holy. Because in my mind, that's what it's all about, is being able to dwell in God's presence and getting back into the realm from which we came. And where, where it all became clear that we needed these bodies and all the plans were made. So, um, the reason I want to celebrate is to remind you guys to celebrate. We can be so focused on what's not working and where we are failing in the ways that we deem, you know, we have standards for ourselves. Sure. We, we have a vision of who we want to be. And that vision is in us for a purpose. I believe that if you want to, you know, yell less with your kids, it's because you can. And if you couldn't, you wouldn't desire to. The trick is all of the shaming we do, right? When we get stuck in just the wanting to, but not being there, we get in despair about that. But that's why Jesus came or substitute whatever beliefs you have there, right? That's the purpose. 
The purpose is to drop in and find love for ourselves before the change happens. So if you feel shame, embarrassment, guilt, frustration, discouragement, despair about the ways you're not being different with your kids or with yourself, your husband, first of all, you're human and that's normal. And second of all, celebrate, celebrate hard, celebrate often, celebrate deeply, celebrate regularly, celebrate. And this season that we're in is the perfect time to be doing that. So as you celebrate Christmas and as you celebrate Christ, take a moment to celebrate yourself and to celebrate the fact that because of Jesus Christ, we can celebrate because we can improve and we can repent and we can try again and start over. That is the most beautiful Christmas present that he ever gave us. And my kids are playing the piano and I'm going to go hang out with them. (laughs) Celebrate you this Christmas. Merry Christmas. Have a wonderful holiday. We'll talk to you next week. Hey, Lizzie here. I've helped dozens of postpartum moms just like you to manage their postpartum anxiety and deconstruct their postpartum depression. It's really easy for me. So if you're ready to feel better, I know the way. Let's chat on the phone. Set up a time by going to lizzielangston.com forward slash consult. It's pretty simple and I will be calling you soon. 